we are now in my favorite part of the show, which is talking to South Africans or Africans who are doing great and amazing things. For tonight's part of the show, or the first part of, of, of this, um, you know, conversation, we're going to be talking to Richard Masemola. He is the founder of Teach SA and also one of the executive directors at Teach SA. Um, and we're going to be talking to him about what Teach SA does as an organization, the kinds of things that they get up to and the role that they're, you know, playing and aiming to play in South Africa. Part of my reason for wanting to get them on the show tonight was specifically because, for those of you who didn't know, October the 5th this week, so I think that would have been Wednesday, October October the 5th was actually World Teachers Day. And I think that, you know, given the times that we're in and given the things that we know about South Africa, I think that our teachers are very much our, for lack of a better term, our unsung heroes. Our teachers take on so much of a burden in this country. Um, but I think even all over the world, teachers take on such a burden in looking after the next generation, in shaping the minds of, of future generations, and really in contributing to the people that they are and the people that they want to want to become. While we're waiting for our guests to, um, you know, to join us on the line, for, for me, I must say, I want to just quickly share a story about, um, you know, where, the kind of role that teachers have played in my life. So I've said this quite a few times that I am from Queensland in the Eastern Cape. And so for me, I can't imagine myself and the person that I am today without the influence of my teachers. I went to a school where, you know, of course we had our faults, but our teachers played such an important role in making us the people that we are, sacrificed so much, um, and definitely went the extra mile. I'll never forget my matric science teacher who even gave us extra lessons after school for free just to make sure we covered our science syllabus on time to prepare us for metric exams. And those are some of the, the little sacrifices that our teachers are making. I'm going to cross over to Richard on the line. Hi, Richard. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you, Richard. How are you? I'm fine, and thank you very much to reach out to Teach South Africa. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I love the work that you guys are doing. So I'm very, very excited to, to have you guys on the show. Richard, let's delve right into it. Tell us, what is it that Teach South Africa does? Teach South Africa is a non-profit organization that aims to improve performance in mathematics, science, and English together with IT, which are gateway subjects in the mainstream of public education. And we have great shortage of teachers good teachers, quality teachers, strong teachers in these subjects. So we think with the recruitment of university graduates uh, that are young, have just uh, completed, they are, they are passionate, would do a good job uh, in teaching for two years in this area of, of learning. And, and tell me, Richard, so when exactly did, did Teach SA start and, and why did you guys decide to establish Teach SA? The South Africa started to be in the classrooms from 2009, uh, where the first cohort of ambassadors went into classrooms in Egruleni. But the conceptualization started around 2005, where we lobbied government, private sector, unions, politicians, and everybody to support the move, because it cannot be a government business alone. It's, mm. it's everybody's business. So... We've been in classrooms for the past seven years, and over the years, we have grown incrementally. We have done so well that to date, we have been through many, many classrooms, and we, we have made sure 
that the children in the classrooms benefit. I can simply say we have been in 186 schools across the country, mostly in seven provinces. And believe me, over 50% of these teacher recruits have remained in the classrooms, sure. which makes sure that uh, it's not an investment that is in vain. There is great return on investment because you're not only emphasizing on teacher recruitment, but strong leadership in the classrooms. Mm-hmm. And and Richard, from, from what I understand, um, it seems to me that you place these um, graduates, you place them in, uh, you know, under-resourced schools and you focus more on rural areas. Truly, yes. So, so how not do you guys decide rural, on placement? Yeah, it's not only rural areas, if I may say. Mm-hmm. Our, our entry point is disadvantaged schools and mm-hmm. you find them everywhere in, mm-hmm. in semi-urban, peri-urban rural townships, if you may call them, mm. where in particularly Gauteng, which is a, a, a go-to province for everybody, they're experiencing as a province a great migration of learners from all over the other eight provinces, and, and there's great shortage in those disadvantaged schools. So we work collaboratively with government because this is a project or a program to support government initiative we we're not working against government but we we really are wanting as a private sector led initiative to support government where there's great shortage the schools are chosen by the districts or provincial departments because they know where their greatest need is they know where the gaps are they know where shortages are and because we sign up with provinces and with the national department, MOUs of working together, we will jointly agree as to where we can place and so on and so forth. Mm. You know, Richard, you raise a very important point, which is the fact that the, the question of education in this country and the business of education is not just government's problem. And I think that whether we're looking at basic education, whether we're looking at higher education, the reality is that it's not something that only government needs to be responsible for. Um, and, and I love the fact that you mentioned that, you know, you are a private sector NGO that is looking to get involved in this area. Tell me, what are some of the challenges that you and your team have faced in trying to set up Teach SA um, and, in, and in getting some of our graduates into these schools? The great challenge is funding. When you are a donor-funded entity, you solely depend on donor funding. Uh, Mm. And and to convince funders to believe in the cause that you are about, it takes a bit of hard work and a bit of challenge. Mm. So you would know that there are many players out there with great initiatives, we, we're looking into the same pot of funding. We compete for the same funding. So funding continues to be a, a, a bigger challenge. And we continue to appeal to private sector companies to fund initiatives like Teach South Africa, wherein we are able to can run the operations. Because these are very complex processes. The recruitment itself is a big piece that uh, we spend a lot of money in it. Mm. Uh, we compete against many other corporates that are looking for the same quality type of graduates 
You've got to fly all over the country. You've got to be universities everywhere in the country. You have to have staff that is competent and that is earning well. So there's, there's so much that gets invested into the process even before you can put an ambassador in front of a classroom. So, so that's the biggest challenge. The second challenge is identifying positions or vacancies where you can place these ambassadors. Because quite often you will recruit, the ground demands what you have, but the difficulty becomes when a school or a district has to provide that particular opening. And that, I find, throttles the growth. For us to scale up, you need government or you need education department leadership, you need politicians within the system to understand the kind of intervention we are trying to make that we're not competing with teacher recruitment processes of government, but we are enhancing and supporting those processes. So they need to open up and create the space for, 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 for initiatives like Teach South Africa not to get frustrated. I'll make an example. You spent $8 million roughly to go through all your processes, recruit these graduates, entice them, feel very passionate, train them, and come January when schools reopen, you have to place them, there are no openings. Mm. And these mm. are highly sought graduates. You can't keep them waiting January, February, March, and only place them in April. It's, it's a lost investment because by that time, they would have been taken up by other corporate companies. So you have lost. You have actually invested uh, in someone who yourself could not place. So they haven't disappointed you. You have disappointed them. So my greatest appeal is that education departments must be responsive, must work closely with us and understand how our processes are working and we'll be able to defeat this issue of teacher shortage. I'm sure you have seen today on, 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 on business day that there's 17 million teachers that are, are, are needed in sub-Saharan Africa. Mm. I, mean, I mean, this is, this is a huge number. By 2030, we need to, to, be, to be able, as, as sub-Saharan countries, produce the number of teachers that we require. South Africa alone, we, we're looking of, of so many teachers that Teach South Africa and many others that are playing at that space can only succeed if government uh, collaborates uh, with, with confidence and really make these kind of interventions uh, succeed. We've been talking about teachers as the organization, the work that they're doing, but also focusing a bit on the kind of gap that they're looking to fill. So for those of you who have joined us, just very briefly, Teacher Say is an organization that essentially selects some top-performing graduates, puts them in schools and puts them in under-resourced schools, specifically to teach math, science, and English um, in these communities in order, obviously, to uplift those communities, but also to really assist the students and the, and the learners in those spaces. Richard, before the break, I was just saying that I really want us to quickly just delve a bit into the numbers. So I came across an article that was talking about, um, obviously, the need that we have in South Africa to educate um, young people on uh, in science, in, in technology, in mathematics. But over and above that, the fact that we lack a, a large number of qualified teachers in those fields. And from what we know, there's quite a high percentage of those teachers that are qualified that are above the age of 50, right? Which means that yeah. we've got quite high attrition rates in those fields. Do you have an idea of the numbers and perhaps what gap 
TGSA is filling by running the program that it currently runs? There, there is a study conducted by CDE uh, that speaks to the age cohort of teachers in the system. Mm. And the point you, are, you have just made, that the greatest number of our teachers are over 50 years. And mm. most of them are living at 55, some are living at 60. And, and, and you can immediately tell that the attrition rate is higher than the input rate. Mm. So, so, so the number of teachers that are qualifying out of universities uh, in the very key critical subjects that we are addressing as in South Africa is very less uh, to, to replace the, the exiting number for, for many mm. reasons. Some leave the country to go and teach elsewhere uh, in other countries. Some literally just resign and join other jobs. Some pass away because of reason, many reasons that would be articulated too. And that study shows a very bleak picture. And that's what came out of the business day today uh, in terms of how many teachers uh, globally uh, we will need to address uh, developmental goal number four, which talks about quality teachers in the classroom. 69 mm. million teachers are needed by 2030 in sub-Saharan Africa. 17 million are needed in South Africa alone uh, to fill in the number of teachers in primary schools as well as in high schools. Now, if you break those numbers, you realize that we, we have our back against the wall mm. and we need mm. to, to be innovative. We need to think out of the box to be able to address these, these issues. We know government is doing a lot. There's Funza Lushaka bursaries. There is many other government-related bursaries that are encouraging young people to get into university to study towards teaching. But how many of those students take up math, science, uh, uh, English, and IT-related uh, training courses mm. at the university? Mm. Very few. Mm. How many of them come, come back or qualify and teach in, in rural schools? Very few. So we need to be very creative as South Africans of how we're going to complement government and ensuring that we entice young people into the system. And in South Africa, we're looking at the numbers that we are recruiting. The average age is 24, and most of them are coming with first entry degree, uh, with an honors, some with a master's. Hmm. And in no time, these students become deputy principals. They become heads of department, very passionate to give the kind of quality we require in the classrooms. So, so, so the issue of numbers is critical. And, and, and we can go on and on. Uh, Statistician General Mr. Lehota was just talking about the unemployment rate in this country, uh, how high the numbers are. And, and the only way to address the, the, the high unemployment rate is to educate our people appropriately. Mm, and we exactly. can begin dealing with that issue. We can raise the, the GDP of the country. We can improve the economy. What is it? 3.1% increase of GDP. It's not enough on a, on a poor country like South Africa. So, so we, we, we need to work together collaboratively as government, private sector, and the public sector.